Today's episode of the Mark Ackman Podcast, Darren Trainer, Drew Weber join me as we go over our top five 2020 NFL quarterback prospects for the upcoming draft. Pretty much all we go over on the podcast today, we'll have a little baseball talk at the end. Hope everybody is still staying safe, washing their hands, social distancing. Hopefully we can flatten the curve and get sports going back once again. It's been forever. Days feel like weeks. Weeks feel like months. So stay safe, everybody, and uh, hope you guys are enjoying this. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Highly appreciate it. Now, enjoy the pod. Recording this on a Monday afternoon, joined always by Drew Weber and Darren Trainer, and today we're going to talk about our top five quarterbacks in this 2020 NFL draft, our top 20, or excuse me, our top five prospects. We're each going to just kind of go in order, not five through one, each one at a time. We're going to go five, 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 four, 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 et cetera. So I think um, we're actually going to start this podcast off with Drew Weber's fifth rated quarterback in 2020 draft. Drew, who is your fifth best prospect at the quarterback level? Coming in, coming in hot at number five is Jake Fromm out of Georgia. Uh, you look at this guy, he, he's got the size for an NFL quarterback. He just looks the part. Now I know there's a lot of knocks on him with you know his ability to win games in the sense of the big game LSU um he's had some trouble with Alabama but look we're talking about here LSU and Alabama those are two pretty top-notch programs one thing I like about him you know doesn't really turn the ball over very much another knock on the combine of size I think it measured in pretty low just like Burrow but um one little regress this year, you know, completion percent dropped about 7%. Um, however, I think if you get him into the right system, I think he can do some things for you, maybe not be a mainstay in your organization, but but buy you a couple of years till you find that, that gym or sign that guy. Uh, I, I think Jake Fromm's going to have a pretty solid career as, as a backup quarterback, maybe gets a shot for a couple of years. Um, but I, I, mean, I, I like him. I like his size. He I just do. looks, looks the part. I think, I think a large yeah. part due to his completion percentage dropping too, was their, their weapons really dwindled from his junior mm-hmm. or excuse me, his sophomore to his junior year. So I, I think really, that's a huge part reason for it. So good analysis there. We like it. Uh, so like it. Jake Fromm is Drew Weber's fifth quarterback prospect. Darren Trainer, who is your fifth prospect? Yeah, I'll pee you back on that one. Um, I think that obviously, you know, there, there's four first round talent quarterbacks in this draft. Um, and then there's, and then there's kind of a group of three to four that are, that are kind of going to go in the fourth round. Uh, a lot of people like Jacob Beeson from Washington, big arm. I just don't really think that um, his play, his attributes, um, like I said, got a big arm for Jacob Beeson. But uh, that's not really where the NFL is going. Um, I like Jake Fromm, too, um, at the number five position. I think he's going to go in the third or fourth round. Listen, this guy's a competitor. He's a winner. Um, 
he, you know, at the end of the day, you know, his ceiling is maybe Case Keenum. Um, I, I could see him being a Case Keenum, a guy like that that can come in um, and win you some ball games. He's a, at the highest level, the highest ceiling of Jake Fromm. You know, he's a, he's a mid-level starter. I think the floor is, is Chase Daniel. I think he's going to be he's going to be a backup for a long time. Like Drew said, he's going to be in the NFL for you know eight to ten years. Um, he's a guy that you want in your in your room he's going to make guys better around him he's a good dude um on all accounts um from georgia they love him they love this guy he's a winner um he is below you know listen his you know his attributes what he brings to the table as far as a quarterback um you know he he is a below average arm but he gets the ball out on time um you you watch his film and he knows that he has a below average arm but he's able to He's able he's able to get the ball out on time with great anticipation. Um, like you said, his it, completion completion percentage went down a little bit this past year. Um, but yeah, I, I like Jake um, six two two hundred twenty pounds. I think good fit for him is 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 like a third or fourth round pick by the Tennessee Titans. He learned from uh, Ryan Tannehill for a couple of years. Gets in with a great winning culture. I think Mike Vrabel is a great head coach. Um, yeah, I like Jake Fromm. I like the person. I like the intangibles. I think he's um, going to be in the NFL for a long time. Okay, so Darren Trainer joining Drew with Jake Fromm at five. I'm going to go a little bit different here. I'm at, I'm just going to go with Jalen Hurts at five. I know it's a little bit off different off the path, but I love the I love the guy. I'm betting on the person. Thirty-eight and four, career starter. Now, granted, you, you play at Alabama and Oklahoma, two top five programs in college football. Alabama, the best. Uh, you should win games. But, you know, listen, I understand uh, not the sexiest quarterback you see, but I really just loved his progression from going to Alabama to then obviously a very offensive-minded head coach in Lincoln Riley. He was through for 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, and his completion percentage, 69%. Listen, I'm not saying this guy is going to lead a franchise, be the perennial franchise quarterback that you build your roster around. I like Jalen Hurts, though, going to – a Sean Payton, an offensive-minded kind of head coach, maybe be a Teddy Bridgewater type of backup guy. He's not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. But, again, how many starting quarterbacks do these drafts really give you? This is the fifth guy. We've got four in front of him. So, to make it short, I'll just go Jalen Hurts at number five. So, we've got those two, Drew and Darren, with Jake Fromm at five. I go Jalen Hurts. Darren, who is your fourth best quarterback prospect in this draft? Fourth best quarterback in this draft, um, and it's close, but uh, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert here. Um, now, obviously, he, he's got the biggest arm in the draft. Um, now, I don't know if I have Justin Herbert before. Is that because of Justin Herbert, or is that because of – I really did not like the Oregon offense, and I really did not think the Oregon offense – um, fit him and fit his tools and put him in the best best position to win or best position to um, grow his draft stock and um, because he 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 is the best athlete in this draft as far as the quarterbacks um, he's six six two hundred thirty seven pounds ran ran a four four six a four seven um, at the combine I just did not like the way that the Oregon offense uh all those gadget fucking gadget screens and and, and uh you know this this guy when you look at Justin Herbert he's an old school play action quarterback 
He's going to plant your foot in the ground and throw the ball. And I feel like he has an outstanding arm. Um, when I watched the film, I didn't really see a game where he took over the game. And, Rose Bowl? And where I was watching. Yeah, but even in the Rose Bowl, you look, you look at um, – you look at his statistics in the Rose Bowl. He's 14 of 20 for 138 yards passing. Three rushing touchdowns. Look at the rushing touchdowns. Three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Three rushing touchdowns. And again, Still, we're we're, we're criticizing the we're criticizing the guy's offense uh, that he plays yeah, in. Plays. So again, right. Uh, but okay. Right. So right. Herbert at four. Um, I hey, mean, listen, this guy's gonna go in the top ten. I think he's a I think he's an outstanding player, and you you, you saw him make adjustments and you saw him uh definitely take strides in the senior bowl and at the combine you saw that he he's an old school play action quarterback he was in a shitty ass offense in oregon um and i think the the fit here is the you know the chargers at six i think it's a great pick okay so justin herbert at four for darren my fourth quarterback in this draft class is jordan love out of utah state six four two twenty five um, you know, I think it's easy to kind of fall in love with him when you watch him at times because he's got elite arm uh, talent. He's athletic and his throws on the run, he doesn't really lose much accuracy. He can pretty much put the ball in any spot. However, I do have my concerns with him. Uh, the first two games I watched him were against Wake Forest and Colorado State. Each game he had a baby zone turnover. We all know what that is. Uh, inside, what, the 10-yard line, he had a turnover. It was an interception against Wake Forest, bad pass. And he had a fumble against with a, a snap against Colorado State. Was raining, but took his eyes off of it. Just again, two baby zones is what I uh, picked out. And then another thing I looked at was his production dip from 2018 to 2019. Now again, new coaching staff, new players. That happens. But what do you think is going to happen in the NFL? Is he going to run the same offense he just ran? No, he's going to run into new offense, new players. Again, better players, but still, 2018. 32 touchdowns, six interceptions, outstanding season. Last year, 20 touchdowns, so 12 touchdowns less, and he threw 11 more interceptions, 17 total. He had six games with multiple interceptions, and he had three pick sixes. So I like the player. I think he's got some really cool tools, but there's still a lot of development left. Um, of the other three quarterbacks that I haven't named yet, I, he's just not quite up there for me. Uh, and, again, he just wasn't able to elevate a Utah State team. Again, not great talent, but he just wasn't able to elevate them to great strengths. Two years in a row, he was able to 2018, but last year, seven and six. Didn't, like, didn't see it. Not a completely sold, as I am on the other three guys, Jordan Lovett four. Drew, who is your fourth quarterback prospect? My fourth is Jordan Love as well. Uh, listen, I've seen a lot of this guy. I've seen him in person, went to Boise State. So I've followed Mountain West – football for the past couple of years pretty closely uh and, and you know what, what jumped out to me is the time bsu played him uh i mean jordan love got punked i mean throwing picks getting stacked now i know that's on the offensive line some of the play calling but you know if you look inside that conference just like J what josh allen's knock was there there isn't much elite teams elite talent in that in that conference outside of your fresno state your boise states uh, so you got to take that with a little grain of salt. But every time, you know, he showed up against a kind of more reputable school, he didn't really play very well. Now he does have he does have some tools. He, he's, mo he's mobile enough. He, he can throw. But I just – every time I saw him when the lights were bright, saw him uh, on the field in person, it just 
seemed like he, he didn't really star. It seemed like, you know, whether it was Van Der Esch, who I know is a pretty solid player, uh, he starred. DeAndre Pierce, their safety. Curtis Weaver, their defensive end. I mean, it just it just seemed like he was flustered every time. C- couldn't figure out what the BSU defense was doing to him when I, when I was there at the game. So it's just – I'm not too high on Jordan Love. Uh, does he have some tools? Yes. If he gets in the right system, could he be good? Yes. But I think it has to be the absolute perfect system. Uh, when you have a quarterback like that, uh, you can't really bank on him being great because you don't know if that perfect system – is going to come about for him. A lot of a lot of what goes on here, especially with all these guys. I mean, Joe Burrow is going to go into a, a Cincinnati Bengal organization where we don't really know what's going on there. Uh, whereas, you know, some of these Herberts, Loves, Tua, they, they might drop into a little better situation. So you got to take a little grain of salt, but I just I, I, I really think he's the fourth by a long shot. Um, so, yeah. All right, uh, so with him. Drew and I have Jordan Love at four. Mr. Trainer has Justin Herbert. Herbert as his fourth guy. So I'll start with the threes, and I'm going to probably surprise both of you with who I have at number three. Um, Tua. I've got Tua Tugavailoa at number three. I know that's going to really surprise Darren, may surprise Drew. Listen, I like the player. It's not that I don't like this guy at all, because I really do. Um, his stats, if you just look at them, they pop off the screen. Um, the guy's extremely accurate, 69% completion percentage in college, uh, RPO type of guy, love his fast twitch muscles. Uh, he doesn't have the best arm. However, I think he could pretty much make any throw you would ask him to. Um, he's not Mahomes out there, but who is? Good play-action quarterback. I do have some concerns, though. I think, obviously, the biggest one is the injury concern. Uh, he's had two ankle surgeries. He's just coming off a hip surgery. Uh, and he's had some concussions. So, again, this guy's been beat up. Um, and he's not great under pressure. He's not the best quarterback under pressure. He needs a little bit better poise. He doesn't step in as much as you'd like him to. And here's my biggest thing with Tua, besides the injury standpoint. He's really played I've, what I've counted as four big, crucial games at Alabama. His first one was when he came in for Jalen Hurts, stole the show, won the national championship for Alabama. Great. 14 of 24, 58%, career 69%. So dropped a little bit against a good Georgia team, but not going to discredit him for that because won the national championship. Next year against Georgia in the SEC championship game, 10 of 25 completed 40% of his passes, two picks and a touchdown. Not the same player in that game as he has been. Then you go to the national championship game against Clemson. Now they were down a lot. So it should be a little bit easier to pass. So he's at 64%, but he did have two picks and was not great in that game against a big game. Good team. Then this last season against LSU, 21 of 40, 51% completion percentage. He did have four touchdowns. But then again, we can get into the great targets, all of those things. All I'm saying is I like the player, but my concerns are big games. His production dip, especially from a completion percentage standpoint, I think that could be a large part due to pressure. The injuries scare me a lot. I've got Tua at three. I know Darren probably will not agree with that, but Darren, who's your number three quarterback prospect? Um, my number three, um, and this guy, I picked him number three just because um, I feel like the ceiling um, might be a little bit higher than Justin Herbert. I know that may come as a bit of a surprise. I've got Jordan Love. Um, Listen, he's the best arm talent in the draft. Um, he he moves well in the pocket. Um, 
I feel like he has the highest ceiling in the draft. Um, it, with Jordan Love, though, because of the obvious the obvious um, things that he has to clean up with his footwork, um, he, he did not play, um, you know, big time college football. Obviously, played at Utah State. Utah State. Um, his fit is going to be his biggest biggest deal here. Um, obviously, you throw Jordan Love um, out there year one, it, it may it may get ugly because um, obviously he's got a lot of things to work on. Um, I think he's a redshirt guy. I think um, obviously you know a lot of people are comparing to, to Patrick Mahomes and whatnot. Um, I think you know that that might be a little bit a little bit too brash for me. Um, I think. At the end of the day, you know, he, he's going to need a year or two um, to definitely, you know, work work with the offensive coordinator with whatever team that he goes goes to. Um, the biggest the biggest concerns, I guess, with, um, I don't know a whole lot about him as far as his intangibles. Um, is he a leader? You know, is does he uh, command the quarterback room? Uh, obviously, Jordan Love and, and Justin Hurd uh, performed really well in the uh, at the Senior Bowl. Um, so, so I think, you know, he, he competed well there in the senior bowl. Uh, um, he did, he did struggle against big time opponents, like Drew said. Um, so that's, that's, this is the guy, he's going to be a boomer bust. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, the Raiders watching Patrick Mahomes and his talent, um, you know, the past two years and kicked the shit out of um, the Raiders, I think, at the end of the day, they're going to think really, really hard about taking this guy's wealth. Um, New England's also in play here. Um, you know, obviously, there's there's concerns, um, but at the end of the day, you're betting on the arm talent. You're betting on the highest, you know, one of the highest ceilings in this draft. Um, I think, you know, when you when you look at the, you know, the digression from 2018 to 2019, you know, his coach, his head coach went to the offense they lost some good players on the offensive side um i think just watching the film you know this guy is going to be you know this guy could be really good for a long time i think at the end of the day uh, he's a he's a first round pick for sure um i think at the end of the day he goes in the top 15 jordan okay love. so uh jordan love at number three for mr trainer drew weber you're going to round out the third quarterback of number three on our list who do you have at number three this is where it gets close for me with Burrow, Tua, and uh, Herbert. I'm going Herbert here. Uh, I like the body, the frame, what's what's not to love. 6'7", 235 plus, can move. Uh, we saw what he did with the Rose Bowl, running around, putting the team on his back, winning that game. One thing that I really liked when I, when I looked at the overall stats, in 2018, he completed 59% of his passes. Uh, with an average pass length, I should say, of 7.1. Well, in 2020, uh, 2019, this past year, that jumped to 66.8, and he had a higher average um, yards yards per throw. So I do love that progression. Um, now, the completion percentage could be helped out because there, there was a lot of screens, but, but, I mean, the average throw, average – I mean, the average distance of throw went up. Uh, literally touted as, as the number one overall pick coming in, really coming into this year for one quarterback. Um, but all of a sudden, now everyone's so down on him because of 
for Joe Burrow, I've seen he had. It just seems like Herbert's really gotten lost when he really is pretty close to these guys. And like I said, I mean, you put him obviously into a decent system with an offensive mind. I mean, any any coordinator is going to drool over a quarterback that's six six and can move. Uh, so I really like Herbert there. I think you make a really good point mm-hmm. that he got lost. Uh, kind of in the sauce with Burrow and even, I mean, Tua had been talked about more than Burrow had coming into this year. Uh, but like you said, Herbert had a better season than he had the previous year, yet he's being talked about less. And again, that's a large part due to Burrow. Drew, I guess we'll just stick with you now. Uh, so Justin Herbert at number three for you. So now we're going to, I guess, find out where the rest of your quarterbacks stand. But who is number two on your list for the quarterbacks? So my list is, is going to be Tua. Uh, there's obvious, the obvious red flag at the hip. I mean, if you were fully healthy, that hip injury didn't happen, I would probably have him over Burrow. Uh, uh, however, that, you know, that clip of him moving around was great. However, how's it going to look when you have 300-pound athletes coming to come rip your head off? Um, he's a little on the smaller side, but, I mean, as we've seen with Russell Wilson uh, – you know, these smaller quarterbacks can, can make a pretty good impact on this league. Uh, I like the arm. Uh, one red flag is, is what Mark said earlier is, you know, what, what he's done in these big games. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of my knock with, with Jordan Love, too. Uh, sorry, but I just, I just like quarterbacks like showing up when the lights are bright. Uh, you know, those, those, that Brady kind of mentality of, you know, everyone watch me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and do it. And, you know, you have some of these guys that crumble under these pressure circumstances, and that defines their career, and, you know, rightfully so. So, you know, I got to go two at two. The hip's a huge red flag. Um, however, I mean, it's kind of a, a crappy injury, nothing he can control. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I know, I know one thing, though, the guy is an elite, high-level guy. Uh, he's not going to cause any rifts in your organization. I think he'll be a great addition to any quarterback room. Uh, so I'm really going to be intrigued on watching his career and watching his comeback uh, if we get NFL season this year. All right, so Drew Weber has got Tua Tugavailoa at number two. Quarterback I have at number two is Joseph Burrow. Um, and the only reason I think uh, that's keeping me from having him at one is just because we've only saw one elite, and I mean – elite season from him and that's why I have him so up high is again you can say one year uh played with elite weapons but when you throw 60 touchdowns and complete 76 percent of your passes you're accurate you're good you know how to play football you have he has an extremely high football IQ extremely accurate very good rhythm timing passer uh outstanding touch to his passes uh he's a tough guy um we all know how cocky he is but he's got a certain swagger to him that i think really does have an effect you you think it's clear to say he can get a locker room behind him he's also a guy who's pretty mobile in the pocket and can have some back-breaking runs i remember watching the national championship game um you know it seemed like they'd have him and he'd scramble and get a first down and I think another thing about his toughness is early on in that Clemson national championship game he was getting sacked he was getting uh they weren't having any success early on and I think a large part of that was because they were backed up but then we saw what he did uh and what he was doing all season long so I I just think he's really really talented I and for some reason it's you know everyone is 
going to give them crap for, for not winning the job at Ohio State, but we have to act like – I mean, it is Ohio State. It's, it's not like he lost to, at Utah State the job. I mean, Ohio State, the Ohio State. Um, and then he co comes to LSU and he wins him a national championship and he's going to be a legend there forever. The only reason I don't have him at one is because if it is one year and he's going to the Bengals, so I kind of have some, some skepticism about that. Uh, I think he's going to be really good. The issue is the Bengals. So I think that's what maybe keeps me from having him one because I'm not sure if he could truly elevate to be the best quarterback because of what his surrounding cast will be. But the guy's really good, and I think he's going to do – he's going to have the best chance at making the Bengals probably a potential good franchise again. So uh, I've got Burrow at two. Mr. Trainer. who do you have as your second quarterback on your list? At two. Um, at two for me. Uh, and this guy came in, you know, before watching film on him uh, – you know, definitely thought he 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 would be my number one, but uh, two is at two. Obviously, the quarterback from Alabama. Um, just going through what I watched from him um, from this past season and his sophomore season. Obviously, um, a few attributes jump off the page. He's strong. Um, he's got quick quick twitch. Um, the ball comes out really effortless. Um, not the strongest arm in the world, but definitely comes out on time. Uh, he, uh, you know, he, he's played for Alabama. He's been in Nick Saban's system. Nick Saban swears by him. Uh, he, he's he's going to be a pro. At the end of the day, I think with the difference between Tua and Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow is a little bit higher ceiling than Tua does. Um, you know, Tua, you know, at times will play small. Um, and just watching some, some plays um, throughout the season, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, try to extend plays in the pocket, outside of the pocket. And gosh, man, he'll, he gets, he gets hit quite a bit when you're kind of going, ah, shit, man, this guy might, this guy might, you know, get hurt. And I think, you know, obviously he's, I think he's going to come back from the hip fine, but just watching from his season, especially his junior season, um, there were a couple of hits, man, where I was just like, Jesus, you know, throw the ball away. Too. Um, I think the, uh, you know, I think the best case scenario for him is, is the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins really like him. Uh, I think uh, they got a good good head coach. They're trying to build a culture, and I think he's the perfect guy for that. Um, he's a leader. People r rally around him. Um, I think he's he's going to be a really good pro. You know, he processes really well in the pocket. He really does a really good job going through his progressions. Um the end of the day, I think um, I think the ceiling is 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 you know it's a little bit you know, a little bit tricky for me. I think um, has a good floor, um, so he yeah he's at number two. Obviously um, has struggled in big games like you mentioned, um, but at the, at the end of the day, I think he's you know the the number two quarterback taken, um, and I like him going to the Dolphins here. So I I'm gonna pose this to both of you because you have. Tua under Burrow, Burrow being your one, Tua, Tua. I'll ask both of you, is it just the injuries that's keeping Tua below Burrow for you, or is it just because Burrow is maybe just more elite? I, I, I guess we'll ask both of you. We'll start with Drew, uh, and you can make your case for Burrow being your number one, but is injury the biggest reason he's over Tua? For you? Uh, not necessarily. 
not necessarily like I said earlier. It's 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 the bright lights. It's the big stage too. It's not really proven to me yet that that he can really get it done. He he did get he did do enough to get it done. Um, however, you know what you said. One of them was forty percent. The other one was fifty one percent. I mean, those aren't those aren't numbers that we're going to come out on the right side. You know, eighty five ninety percent of the time. Uh, whereas Burrow, I also I also just love love Burrow's sweat. Um, it's kind of a, like a toned down Baker Mayfield in the sense, yes, he's cocky, but it's not, you know. No police videos. Uh, as <laughs> No junk. Out there. And I get it, yeah. Faith Baker, you know, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I kind of I like the swagger. I, I like the swagger a lot. I uh, think uh, for me, why Joe Burrow is ahead of uh, Tua, for me, I saw a lot more, you know, throws that you're going to have to make in the NFL from Joe Burrow. He made them. Uh, he made them. I saw a lot of – I mean, I love Tua. I, don't get me wrong. I love him. He, he's probably – if we're going on straight tangibles, he's my favorite quarterback in this draft. Um, but I think it would be unfair to say that, you know, Jordan Love or Justin Herbert couldn't have made, you know, a screen pass to Henry Ruggs, where Ruggs, you know, runs 70 yards to the house against Arkansas. You know, those, you know, Herbert can make that throw too. Um, I think for me, Joe Burrow, uh, he just clearly jumped off the page as a better passer um, from this past season. I mean, through the amount of, the, the amount of times I watched Joe Burrow throw that wheel route to either Thaddeus Moss or one of the running backs, uh, and drop it in the bucket perfectly 20 yards down the field. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Easily. a very that's a, that's one of the staple staple plays in the NFL. I don't think I ever saw Burrow miss that throw. The accuracy, um, the accuracy here with just, Burrow is is elite. Um, it's incredible. Obviously, you know he's not going to have um, Joe Brady. He's not going to have you know they had some some special connection going on for that past year to have that. Completion percentage jump up from 57 to 76%. I mean, it's just an ungodly. Um, but I think, you know, as far as the injury, injury concerns with Tua, I think the hip's going to be fine. But the more concern that I had is, I guess, that I didn't realize after watching more tape, dude, he took so many That's the thing. It's not, necess- it's not necessarily the hip. It's the – he's been hurt because of the amount of hits he takes. Like, he – and – he, I'll, I'll tell you this: they're not. The they're going to get much tougher in the NFL. Like these hits aren't going right. to slow down. Yeah. Right. He plays small, and and it's kind of shocking. He's six one two eighteen. Well, and that's the thing He's about big boy. The thing for Tua is a lot of people try and him, compare him. Five ten. A lot of people try and compare him to Russell Wilson, but the the thing about the reason I, I push back on that is he's not a, the athlete Russell is in the sense Russell can run away from guys I in agree. the NFL. Tua's not running away from guys in college. He's definitely not going to be running away from these guys in the NFL. And if you're not running away from these guys, your likelihood of getting hit obviously runs up. So obviously you guys both have Burrow at one. I'm completely different. I have trainers, what, fourth best quarterback, Drew's third best quarterback uh, at my number one, and Justin Herbert, uh, probably a shock to a lot of you. I wanted to put Burrow at one just because of the year. but it was one season as opposed I have four seasons of Justin Herbert and the jump from 
junior year to senior year was huge for me. I'm a sucker for big body quarterbacks, and I get that with Justin Herbert. He's 6'6", 236, and I'm not losing any athleticism. In fact, he's probably the most athletic quarterback of the four in terms of 40-time, three-cone drill. And I actually compared him to Josh Allen, a very athletic quarterback in the league. Uh, he had a better 40-time than Josh and just slightly below three-cone and 20-yard shuttle. The biggest difference between Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, those prospects, and it completely jumps off the page, is the completion percentage. The highest completion percentage that Josh Allen ever had at the college level was 58, or excuse me, 56%. Okay, Justin Herbert, the highest he's had, or excuse me, the lowest he's had is 59%. So the worst we've seen of Justin Herbert was far better than the best we saw of Josh Allen. Now again, Oregon, Wyoming. Well, let's go to the NFL. So, very different programs. yeah very different programs but the nfl so josh allen was a 52 percent passer in his rookie season and he jumped up to 58 percent. so he's jumped but he's clearly not the completion percentage guy that justin herbert is now darren did mention in his um profile of herbert is he wasn't a fan of the oregon offense and i agreed watching the games i, I was i saw about thousand stream passes and again they had some personnel they could do it you'd like to see, but I think personnel is a big reason why they did that. They had the personnel to do it. They were pretty good at it. Um, I wouldn't knock Justin Herbert for that. My knock on Herbert, there's a couple things. He looks somewhat mechanical when he throws. He's got good mechanics, but it looks almost like he's looks like it. it's robotic. Exactly. It looks like he's aiming it, yeah. and that hurts with his touch passing. A specific game, I watched the Cal. Cal is a veteran defense, good defense. Herbert didn't play very well in the first half, and he actually – the reason I like him is he prevailed, his athleticism arm prevailed his team to the victory. But his touch passing was not very good in that game. He has trouble getting it over the linebacker in some coverages, so that's something to work on. But the strengths to me are superior, the size, and the fact that he's most likely going to the Chargers is another reason. I think that's an organization that probably gets a lot of crap, and it should because of the owner. But if you look at the roster – Really good roster. I think he's going to be able to go in there day one and win, and I think that's going to be big, and I think he's a good player. High-level kid, good leader. Um, I don't see Marcus Mariota with him because he's just more physically gifted. Um, Justin Herbert's my number one. I agree. I agree. Now, I you want to throw this like out there. he was unfairly, unfairly judged on this season. Uh, like, obviously, he had a, he had a lot of hype coming into the season, um, but you feel like uh, the evaluators in the draft process have kind of taken his, like what he did in his season, that kind of hurt him? Is that, is that I, what you're I wouldn't say it hurt him. I would say what Joe Burrow did is just making Justin Herbert less talked about. I don't, and what I'm saying is I think right. because of Joe Burrow, they're not looking at the progression because – 59% was down from what he was his first two years when his junior year at 59%, but then he bumped all the way up to 66%. And like Drew had mentioned, it wasn't, you know, you could say screen passes, but his yards per attempt and, uh, and completion was way up or, you know, up previous to the 59%. Uh, we got to take a break and then we can dive into each list. We can give more into it uh, right after this. All right, back to the pod in a sec, but want to take a second to talk to you about Zoom.us, your one-stop shop for any online meeting, conference calls, take an online class, heck, even record a podcast like we just did today. 
zoom.us is your place to go sign up is free um, and look especially during COVID-19 times what better way to still be able to communicate with people and still practice safe social distancing while you're quarantining zoom.us like I said sign up is free now back to the pod All right, so we're back, and we just had revealed our top five prospects, quarterbacks, and we'll review the list. So Drew's got Joe Burrow at one, followed by Tua, Justin Herbert at three, Jordan Love, and then Jake Fromm is his number five. Trainers, same at five. Then they are the same at one and two with Burrow at one, Tua at two, and then they just flip-flop three and four. Trainers got Love at three, Justin Herbert at four. I've got Trainers' fourth best quarterback at number one, then I've got Burrow two, two of three, Jordan Love four, and then Jalen Hurts, another guy at five. So Darren, I guess we'll go with you. What was the biggest surprise on either Drew or I's ranking? It was probably Herbert at one since you have him at four, but is there any yeah. other surprise possibly, or is that the one you want to talk about? For me, for me, it was uh, Herbert at one for you. Uh, obviously, um, you're betting on the upside. The athlete is there. Um, the thing that really jumped out to me um, when watching Justin Herbert, he never, to me, obviously you guys can, can say he took over the game in the Rose Bowl, and he obviously did with his legs, but he never took over a game, in my opinion, with his arm in a, in a big game. Am I being nitpicky? Yes. Am I fucking and, – and I think if when you're dealing with a guy that – going to be picked in the top five top six in the draft you're going to have to be nitpicky um and so i i think that was the the biggest surprise for me um but obviously you know you feel pretty strongly about justin herbert being the best quarterback in the well draft. i think so i don't know that was, that was the biggest surprise to me i uh, think maybe a part of him maybe not being not taking over is a large part of that and especially in college is that you don't really have any control off. you really have to worry about yeah. what what the head coach is like and mario cristobal comes from nick saban and this old is school defensive minded, minded yeah. head coach yeah. they also have one and of that, the best offensive fair. lines 100%. in college football so they they wanted to be a running type of team um and as we watch the offense they're also a screen kind of team uh, i hear it Again, like we mentioned, there's not a perfect prospect on the board um, anywhere. Like, you can nitpick anybody, and rightfully so, they should be nitpicked. I mean, yeah. these guys are about to be getting paid millions of dollars, and arguably, I mean, they're going to be handed keys to franchises. It's, it's a massive deal, so of course. Right. Um, for me, though, like I said, uh, I, I'm a sucker for a big-body quarterback. Um, and I'm not losing any athleticism with the big body. I'm getting a great arm. I'm getting a good high-level dude. I think he's a, he can take on the responsibility of handling a franchise, being the face of a franchise. Um, and, again, I think his weaknesses are things that can be coached out of him. Um, mm -hmm. he, like I said, he's just kind of mechanical. looks like he's trying to aim the ball. Just find mm -hmm. somebody to tell him to wing. I mean, he has the capabilities of, of being a very good quarterback. I just see him possibly being the best. That's why I have him at one. Drew, let's go to you. Uh, good questions or points there, Darren, though. I appreciate it. Um, Drew, what was your biggest surprise on the board? Was it Herbert as well, or did you have a surprise, or is there anything else you want to really key on? Um, floor well, yours. I think for all of us, well, well, I think for all of us, you know, the, the, the grouping between Tua, Burrow, and Herbert, it's all 
real close, right? We we have them one, two, three, four, and absolutely. Uh, we have we have these guys. They're they're literally. If I were an NFL owner, if I were a GM, if I were a head coach, I'd be happy with any one of these three players. Um, I would say the biggest surprise for me was Jordan Love being that high. I'm just I'm just not sold on the guy. And uh, I know there's, you know, I know Darren that you're. You're uh, you're you're loving the the ceiling, which which is great, but but love, yeah. with how high he needs to go, with, with how much he needs to work, can he actually reach that ceiling? Is what 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 I come what I come to grasp with, and I don't think he can reach that ceiling because I don't think unless he ends up really with with Belichick, I really don't think there's gonna be um, someone that can get all that out of him. So he's I mean, gonna need I, weapons I just, around him. Is that what you're it. saying? Well, no, I'm just. I don't know. I think he needs elite coaching, and I think he needs weapons. And when I when I think yeah, elite offensive coaches, and I know Belichick. Belichick is an outlier because he's not really an offensive coach technically, but he's just mm-hmm. he's the greatest of all time coaching. Um, and I I look around the offensive minds in the league, they're they already got their guys. So is he yeah. gonna end up? You know, we're at a weird spot in the NFL. with with a defensive I mean, guy. There's more quarterbacks than there are jobs. I mean, Jameis Winston led this fucking NFL in passing last year, and he doesn't have a job. But, uh, yeah, obviously Jordan Love's got – he's got some things to clean up. His, his footwork is, is questionable at times. Um, he can be reckless with football. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes went 4-7 and seven the year he came out of the draft. Um, I, Ended up with Andy Reid. He did. He did. And, obviously, there's doesn't not – get talked about quite enough. Like right. I understand Mahomes is the uh, elite talent, but if he went to Jacksonville to with Doug Marone, or exactly like, and again, I mean, he, he could have found success, but like coaching matters. And I think with love, especially, I think Drew makes a good point uh, with love because the coaching is huge for him. Uh, and it is with anybody. I mean, scheme it fit. I mean, I think it goes without saying for all these guys. And that's, I think, right. probably maybe the biggest thing why I didn't have Burrow one was I think he was one for all of you guys. So I guess I'll ask, mm-hmm. like, we all, I mean, we watch the tape. When you when you throw that on, you, your jaw kind of just hits the floor. Like, wow. I mean, time after time after time, the guy just continues yeah. to impress you with the throws that he made last year. And it was just like, whoa. But he's going to the Bengals uh, unless something drastically changes uh, draft-wise. Uh, so I guess even though he's number one, do you guys, I mean, you guys clearly must believe that he's good enough to take the Bengals out of the abyss and back into the playoffs and possibly maybe a Super Bowl team. I mean, wh- what are your thoughts? I mean, is he that good? Well, well, I mean, we were, we were grading pros, we were grading prospects, right? What, what no, no, that's, that's true. But I guess I, now I my, my question our, is though now is like with if, him, if, you th- what do you think it's going to be in Cincinnati? Cause if, I think it's clear to say that that's where he's going. Listen, if I were going to put money on it, I think Herbert and Tua have a better, they, they have better success right away. Um, possibly even career, just because you look at the Bengals organization, you have, you know, a, a bottom really 10 owner and sense of uh, wherewithal money and all that stuff. Then you have a coach, Zach Taylor, who is a McVay product, but we don't really know much about him. We don't know what, what uh, he, he really brings to the table. You have a good wide receiver and AJ Green, but foot didn't play all year. You got Mixon. That's great. 
Um, he, he really came on this year. His, his O-line right now is not the greatest. Defense, I mean, they need a lot. So I really don't think there's going to be success right away. And one thing with Burrow is, you know, his cockiness feeds off his success. So can that swag, can he maintain that swagger through a through a 4-12 and 12 season? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Good yeah, with Joe Burrow, I mean, the thing that um, jumped off the page to me, um, in 2018, he was sacked 35 times. 2019, 34 times. Takes a lot of sacks. He's um, he's going to need a, a good offensive line. He He's not Russell Wilson in the pocket, but he likes to make plays. He likes to extend plays. Um, and with that being said, he takes a lot of sacks. He's going to need some weapons around him to be successful. Um, AJ Green obviously is is up in the air. Um, they're gonna it, it's gonna be a rebuilding. John process. Ross. Well, yeah, I think John Ross. John Ross yeah. is a Henry Rugg speed kind of guy. We don't know about AJ Green though because of is he gonna play on the tag? Uh, and yeah. about Ross, he's been an injury guy. Tyler yeah. Boyd. Uh, their O line they drafted Jonah Williams last year in the first round. He was a left tackle, Torres ACO, so he missed all of last year. He's coming back, so that's a first round tackle. So basically, in a way, getting yeah. a first round tackle this year. They spent some other uh, capital on a uh, draft picks on like a center. So the offensive line's not the best, but it's not terrible. Listen, I mean, is it safe to say, though, if, if this guy, if the Bengals are a seven, eight, possibly maybe nine win team next year if the schedule and everything is normal it's safe to say that this guy was clearly the best prospect and the sky's the world for this team yeah. i think it's safe to say i mean what he did last year was just I yeah. mean, it's, it's it's incredible it's beyond belief i mean how do you throw 60 touchdown passes completing 75 like you're playing a video game exactly i mean it was it was a video it's game unbelievable. uh Perfect situation last year. Now he's going to arguably the worst situation in football. Should be pretty exciting. Um, what's a guy who is high on your list besides Burrow, I guess, since he's going to the Bengals, who's high on your list that you're concerned about possibly um, or you may look back in five years and go, whoa, I was too high on that guy. Darren, I guess we'll start with you. Uh, who would you, you, know, who is, would you say is your biggest going out on a limb kind of guy? in this uh um after looking at it it's got to be Tua um just just by I I I feel like with the hip the injury concern with the hip is going to be fine I think I think I talked about this earlier but um he plays small and he gets hit a lot and um especially you know those are college players that were hitting them you know these past three years and I think it's, it's a different story um, at the NFL level, I just love, I love the way he throws the ball, quick twitch, it comes out, um, it's just a flick of the wrist, um, so obviously, I don't know if um, I'm really high on him because of the the way he looks when, when he throws the ball, and obviously, it looks pretty good when you're throwing to, you know, three potential first-round wide receivers, but um, I think he's the one guy that could be, could be a bust when you look when you look back and watch and you, and you think, well, shit, man, he had, you know, f- four offensive linemen that are starting in the NFL. He had, he had four um, first round wide receivers that he's throwing to. Obviously he's going to struggle a little bit in the NFL when he, when he has less, lesser players around him. Um, and so I think he's the guy that, that could be looking down the road, maybe, maybe a bust for me. 
Drew? I would say I would say two as well. For me, uh, you look at the weapons over there. You 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 look at what he does in these these bigger light spots. And honestly, the more we talk about it, the more I kind of like Herbert over Tua. Um, but I also think if he does end up with the Dolphins, they're building. Flores is a great coach. I think he could really maximize what, what Tua can bring to the table. Uh, also, it's a pretty big gamble for any team, for, for anyone taking the take of Tua, you know, being this high with that hip. Um, you know, is there a chance he, he comes out perfect 100%? Yeah. Is there a chance he's maybe a step or a half a step slower, which he really can't afford? Yes, there's a pretty good chance of that. Um, so I would say I'm, I'm probably a bit high on Tua. I can look back on that one and say, hey, you know, that, that may may not worked out, you know, a couple years down the line. Um, you could see. But the, yeah. the thing that just brings you back to Tua all the time is just the is the intangibles of the You just love him as a human. I mean. Good point. I think we lost you there a little bit. Um, but Tua, your pick. Clearly me, it's it's Herbert because I have him at one. And I think the reason I have him one um, over these guys is because I just have more question marks. I think the other guys could possibly be more boom or bust, with, especially with Tua with the injury concern. I think Jordan loves just too much of a prospect in the terms of like, I think he's just too high variance. Like Jordan Love could be, I mean, I don't want to go too far because I think Patrick Mahomes is no one's going to be that good, but like he could be right. a Holmesy type quarterback. Or he could Would you say that he terrible. is where the, the NFL is kind of – his prospect type, his kind of ability to make all the throws is kind of where the NFL is, is going? Would you 100%, say especially because he's an – I mean, again, he's not, he's not even faster than Justin Herbert, who's taller and bigger than him, but he's athletic right. in terms of he's mobile in the pocket, and that is exactly where the league's heading. And I can – like, you made an outstanding point early on – the Raiders especially have watched Patrick Mahomes in that division for two years. Can, will they trade up possibly for Mahomes or excuse me, Jordan Love, uh, or maybe just draft him at 12. Uh, but to me, the reason I have Herbert Moore at one is just because I think at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to bust. I think he's just going, I don't, he may not be the, uh, an elite top five quarterback in the league. I don't think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a, a 10, 15 year starter in this league. Uh, Burrow to me could, again, the, he had one great year, which was elite, but what else? Burrow could struggle Two of the injury factored. And like I said, I think Jordan Love could possibly Wait. be too much of a project. And if he doesn't land with the best coaching staff or a good enough coaching staff to help him develop and do a good quarterback. I just think his career is going to just kind of go is, away. As far as intangibles and like personality and commanding a room and stuff like that. Um, Joe Burrow and Herbert are probably at two different ends of the spectrum. Would you say that um, Herbert is a little bit higher um, than Burrow on your list because of that, or um, uh, there's obviously some questions. To be honest with Joe, you, or if I could Herbert. pick, if I could pick the personalities, yeah, I would rather have Burrow than Herberts, just from the personality standpoint, because the quarterback especially has to command the room, and I think the only reason you can can get the Mariota uh, comparison with Herbert is obviously of the organ connection, but because of the personality, Mariota was a quiet, just lead by example kind of guy. 
Well, that's kind of exactly what Herbert is. Uh, I personally would actually like to meet you in the middle of those two, and I think that's where Tua is. Tua is like the perfect guy. Drew mentioned it. Who doesn't love this guy? He commands a room. Everybody loves him, and everybody can follow him. I don't – but the the thing about it, though, I feel like that can maybe get a little too – out of context sometimes like at the end of the day that these guys are professional athletes and that they are here to do their job do they really need the quarterback to be in their ear hyping them up on all that stuff uh i don't think so either um so i don't know how much of a factor that is to be honest it didn't factor too much into my rankings it was just more of a uh physical talent um talent and what i think overall like is going to translate and i just think herbert's Mm -hmm. been consistently He's just consistently been the guy. Obviously, he's gotten better from junior to senior year, but we kind of know what we're going to get from him. Burrow, I have no clue. I mean, one outstanding year, I'd love it, but I'm not going to get that. Uh, where, where's the middle with him? Chua, the injury concerns. So that's why Herbert's won for me. But, again, in five years from now, I could look really dumb because Burrow could be amazing, and that was looking as straight in the face like Deshaun Watson was. Um, Tua could just be a superstar. The injuries never happen. So you never know, but that's why right. I have number one because I just think – Beautiful thing about hindsight. Beautiful thing about hindsight. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. You know? Absolutely. I mean, there's four first-round talent quarterbacks in this draft. and So we did our, we did our mock draft with, obviously, Burrow one, and then we have Tua going to the Dolphins either at two or – we, we had all four of them go. No, no, but what I'm saying is, do after now doing a deeper dive, uh, could you possibly see a team going earlier than 13, like we had the Niners trading back with the team getting Jordan Love? Could you see a team going into the top 10, possibly trying to get Jordan Love, convincing them I think they're Mahomes? I think if you see, you know, you're going to see Burrow go one, and if for some reason somehow the Redskins go Tua at two or trade out of that spot for someone to get Tua, you're going to see a panic from these teams that need a quarterback, and they're going to jump up and either get Herbert or Love as soon as they can. Whereas if I think it goes Burrow, Young, uh, then Tua, I think it kind of stays moot unless Chargers move up to get Herbert. I think if I think after one trade happens, there's going to be a sense of panic. Well, I think it's safe if to say no trades, – when once Tua goes, like if, if, even if he goes two or three, the Chargers, if they want Herbert, have to trade up. They should not wait at six to get him because there will be another team that jumps them for him, possibly. So I 100% agree. What once team, though? What team would do that? You, you don't know. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You, you have no idea Patriot, who's going Jaguars. to want to trade up at this point in time. The Jaguars, the yeah. Raiders yeah. could trade up. They have two first round picks. I know they just traded out of the first round, but I mean, you just got to look at these teams without, without quarterbacks for the future right now. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons, maybe. Like if a team, if a team um, is I, absolutely in love with their quarterback, the, the the Chiefs moved up twice to get Mahomes. They they moved they because I think they were like twenty eight. They didn't go from twenty eight to ten. They moved up from like twenty eight to twenty, then like twenty to ten. So like they did two moves. We haven't obviously seen that quite yet, but. I wouldn't be surprised to see a team possibly get rumored to maybe want to trade up. So if you're the Chargers, do you run the risk of just, well, no other team's going to trade up for him? I mean, what do you do if Justin Herbert, someone jumps up in front of you, now you got to Rod Taylor, you, you don't like Jordan Love, what are you going to do? So, yeah, I don't know. Um, for me, I think the highest that Jordan Love will go is 12 to the Raiders. So I don't, I don't foresee uh, – 
you know, him getting taken in the top 10. Um, as far as Justin Herbert, I think he's a top top five guy. Um, and so, that, like you said, the, the Chargers are definitely in a position where, you know, you don't know. You don't know if you're going to have enough capital to get up to to three. I mean, if what if Tua goes number two overall, like you said? I mean, you're you're kind of you're kind of running a big risk that the Giants or the Lions. I mean, if you you get multiple first round picks. You know, um, for the Lions, like say the Lions, and you still um, are able to to get a defensive player or an offensive lineman, which you're looking looking forward to get. And it, it seems trading in, trading up to get them, it, it's interesting. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, the Chargers will, you know, will get get their guy, Justin Herbert, in my opinion. Even if they have to move up a spot or two to get it done. Um, uh, I don't I think, think I think it's I safe to say think, though the Lions won't trade back if Chase Young's on the board. I think they take him. The Giants yeah. probably mm-hmm. don't trade back because Simmons is there. So the that's the thing. They may just benefit from the players still available outside of the quarterbacks that are on the board or just too good to pass up for some of these guys or some of these teams, I should say. Um, I mean the Redskins could trade back from two to five and they could either get Chase Young, Simmons, or Akuda. Uh, or, I mean, again, offensive lines, obviously another option. So I, I hear you. I just think the Chargers shouldn't just be, we got Herbert at six, we're good. I think yeah. there's a possibility there could be a team, because, again, the Raiders and Jaguars are two teams to possibly watch out for since they have two first-round picks uh, and possibly could be looking for a new franchise quarterback. Why not maybe Justin Herbert? Just saying it's a possibility. Yeah, it's very possible. Especially, you think about the fit with Justin Herbert in the, uh, you know, in the Raider offense. With, you know, he's an old school play action quarterback, in my opinion. Put him with Josh Jacobs. Put him with the receiver. Damn. Spider two eye banana uh, man. All right. Well, we can um, we can break down, I guess, the top three receivers, and then maybe find two more guys that you like. They don't necessarily have to be the fourth and fifth best receivers in the draft, Flavors. but two other guys that you really just like that you maybe have a, uh, a, a, a crush on per, perhaps, you know, in terms of a, a prospect crush on. Um, John Hightower, Boise State, baby. Go Big Blue. Hey, he had a good 40 time. Uh, I was looking at 40 times. He, for, listen, the, guy, the guy's a good punt returner. He's pretty elite, elite in space. Uh, John Hightower. Elite, huh? Elite in space. Interesting I'm just saying. Takes here. I'm just saying. Interesting takes. Here. So, man, uh, man, like man, So yeah. So we'll, we'll go over Judy Lamb rugs. We can rank them. We all know what trainer's going to do because he's Mr. Greg Cosell Jr. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So we'll go those three, and then like I said, just pick two other guys that you like. Again, they don't have to be the the fourth, fifth best, but two guys you just happen to like, and you know what you could tell us what round they're projected to go on all that stuff. So that'll be the next pod. And then hopefully we'll also have some news. Uh, we were going to talk about it today, but we, we just decided we'd rather talk about it once it's concluded, but there's going to be a decision made for division one spring sport athletes. It was talked about that they were going to grant them permission for another season, but clearly there's a huge financial concern surrounding that where it's made it a little bit tougher and they, 
they've started to realize that. So they're meeting today to talk about it. There's a chance it could get postponed to a later date in terms of an actual decision. But if there is a decision made, we'll definitely be talking about that on the next pod. So, all right, fellas, uh, stay safe in, in quarantine, uh, social distancing time. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Um, and uh, Everyone, please do your part. We need sports back, so do your part so we can flatten the curve. Absolutely. Well, for uh, unemployment. Get the yeah. cash. There you go. Yeah, I'm not getting the government check, unfortunately. So, yeah, stay safe and uh, Godspeed.